What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Average Money Podcast. Way back when, episode 15, I had the great opportunity to sit down and interview the J.J. Buckner. You know, the little throwback from two years ago when you were first on my channel, and people have been requesting you interview me, and we were kind of waiting for us to get together in the same room, but also now, we just passed 50 episodes. Oh, wow, we did. Yeah, this will be episode 51. Excellent. So if you are new to the podcast, though, and this is your first episode, my name is Brad Finn. I am joined with J.J. Buckner here in New York City. What's up, buddy? In New York. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. This city, I think I said this last time I was here, something about New York, man, gets you fired up. I don't know if it's like the entrepreneur spirit in me or what it is. Even just flying in and seeing like the skyline of New York City and just seeing like uh, all the large sky risers and everything, it's pretty motivating it's a little different from back home geez oh my gosh when we were driving from new york to to your house i had the whole shit handled like six times freaking out we saw an accident cars right in the middle of the road no one cares just driving around honking i'm like what is going on here and if we were back home everybody would be waving getting out of their car like making sure the guy's like picking up his bumper and putting it back together we got somewhere to go and <laughs> if you've flown into new york you can fly into LaGuardia or jfk and Last time you flew in JFK, this time you flew in LaGuardia. And the cool thing about landing in LaGuardia is you literally, you fly by the Manhattan skyline. If you, so if you ever fly into New York, you want to be, as you're walking down the aisle, you want to be on the right. Like you want the window, as you're flying in, you want the city on your left if you could pick your seat right. Because you'll get an awesome view of not only the New York City skyline, but then City Field, the World's Fairgrounds, things like that. But here we are. Yep. We are um, a laid back kind of episode. But you know what? I don't, I don't know if you know this or not. The episode where you interviewed me and we had those questions, it was a lot of fun, but it's also is actually one of our most popular episodes. Yeah. And people have been asking. Yeah. What? It shocks me though, because you know, I always stress about like, you know, uh, nobody wants to hear about us. That's why we need to get more guests on here, which we do have some cool guest episodes coming up as mm-hmm. well. But I, I think I may stress about it a little bit more than you do. But I'm just kind of worried about, I don't want to talk about, but then we, we get good feedback. Yeah. When we do episodes like this, when it's just you and I bantering each other and kind yeah. of just going and back sometimes and forth. People, yeah. Sometimes we get comments like, don't really care what your kids had for lunch today, guys. <laughs> it's like, sorry, here here we are. And I'm also, if you're on the YouTube channel, thanks for hooking it up with the drink beer by Stocks Let's gear. Let's go. I baby. got hats on. I got shirts on. I'm ready to be a little, a little bit of a fanboy. Embarrassed JJ at the airport when I picked him up. Everyone's taking TikTok <laughs> videos of him walking down oh the aisle. <laughs> All right, but I don't know whether to be nervous or not. Yeah, so for those of you that are listening, uh, that haven't listened to that episode, because it was an early one, it was episode 15, you 15, said. yeah. So what we did is Brad asked me five questions. He And these are kind of like, not really rapid fire, but more of first thing that comes to your head. Yeah. You know, it's almost like we're in a job interview right now. You know, you got to be on the spot and you don't know what's coming at you. So I have about 10 or 11 questions here. I don't know if we'll get to all of them, but I have some serious ones, some good ones. Some that'll make you think, and then I have some like funny ones at the end. To kind no, of no superheroes, no superhero questions. No, I don't want to hear the Spider Man. Come on now, dude. I love Spider Man. <laughs> don't know what he looks like, but I know he's blue and red. I know that for damn oh, sure. Oh boy. So what I want to do here is I'll ask Brad a question. He'll answer it, and I'll give my kind of quick answer as well because I think it's cool to hear different opinions on this stuff. But we want to roll with the first one. You want to start it off? Yeah. All right, let's, let's go. go. So some of these may may look familiar or sound familiar to you. 
because okay. I grabbed a couple of them from that book that you told me about on my episode that we didn't talk about on, on mine. Oh, okay. So this one is, uh, what is one of the best or most worthwhile investments you've ever made? Could be an investment of money, time, or energy. Investments? I... First answer, is, is it going to be a money investment, time investment, energy investment? Like No, mine's education. Okay. I think I'm one of the few people that's like glad I went to mm-hmm. school and I invested in that. Not, I don't necessarily do what I got my degree in. Uh, it helped me. I had to continue my education to become a teacher, but I think it taught me a lot about failure, about success. It took me longer than the average person to graduate. So it would have been very, very easy for me to just quit college and say, it's, I'm not good at it, but I just wouldn't accept that. So I kept going back and forth and I, I really am glad that I used my education for one, but the things that it taught me outside of physics, you know, I think there's something to be said. And I tell this to my seniors all the time, or even my juniors, like high school isn't so you can learn about the revolutionary war per se. It's definitely not, you're not there to learn about the, the Newton's three laws. You're there to handle conflict, to succeed as well as fail, like things like that. It's more of of a growth thing. And I'm glad I did that. But I also just think time-wise, like an education far outside that, like the hours of the Dave Ramsey podcast that I listened to when I was learning about money, uh, I really, really, really focused on, I like to know as much as I can. So I'm going to find every tool and resource. It's life-changing. You know, when you take the time to sit down and really research it and teach yourself something rather that be going to college to get a degree in something that's going to have a return on your investment or have something more like a Dave Ramsey type yeah. thing, which also will have a return on your investment, but it's a little bit of a different scenario there. You're, you're spending the time yourself putting in the work yourself and you know, you don't have a teacher giving you a deadline. Like when you have the Dave Ramsey stuff or you're trying to make a big change in your life, it's actually you taking those steps saying, okay, what can I do to better myself? And whichever, you know, this could be a, a dieting, new diet you want to try to help yourself, you know, physically, or if it's, uh, you know, like you said with Dave Ramsey to help yourself with money, mm-hmm. I think taking that time and, and, and helping yourself become educated. Because that's one thing I wish I would have focused on more. And I, f- I think probably everyone says this, like when we were younger, now we now I figure out like knowledge is power, man. Yeah, the, the more the best you investment know, is the investment in yourself, whether it's education, yep, health, yep. Nutrient, whatever it is. So true. So I'll give my quick answer on this one, and it's it may sound I don't know if it's going to sound weird or not, but it's my wife. So it, I was going to say that, yeah. but I know the people out there are like yeah. your wife is not a, I know, something I know. you can buy, right? So what <laughs> I mean by investment is I invested my my time and I invested my effort to you know try to like win her over and to yeah. try and keep her with me, you know, and yeah. and now even still to this day, you know, you know, with being a a husband and now a father, it's it takes time as well to you know, keep the marriage alive and, and keep things working. And mm-hmm. I think that's one big thing that, that I truly admire is being able to have that relationship because there's one of these questions you'll find out. is like, there's a, there's a married with kids, JJ question. And then there's like a single YOLO JJ answer or answer. I mean, I don't so, know if I'm allowed to go back there. <laughs> it'll, you'll, you'll hear it in a second. So, um, it's, it'll be a good one, but yeah, definitely, definitely the wife for me because I know I would not be where I'm at if it if it wasn't for her. Yeah, it'd be a degenerate. Yeah, we both would be. Let's be honest. Okay, number two. Uh, how was a failure or apparent failure set you up for later success? 
Do you have a favorite failure of yours? I think I know your answer for this one, but I'm going to wait and see. I, no, I don't know. My, I failed a lot, dude. <laughs> but if I have to think about one failure that I think I've, I've learned the most of, it's I wasn't always like a very like nice guy. I was always mm. like a sarcastic uh, like ball buster, uh, maybe a little bit of a bully even, but not like a bully that would, like beat kids up because like a skinny kid. Like I was just like rude. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always known for saying inappropriate things like out of pocket. That's like trying to get a laugh from people. And I, I still do that from time to time when I'm nervous, but that's something that I really, really worked on. And it wasn't until when my dad passed away and people that he hadn't spoken to in years that I'd only heard about in stories that flew in for Thanksgiving. And I was like, what are you like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I realized how much people respected my dad. He left a legacy. Yeah, he really did. And people came out of the woodworks, like I said, Thanksgiving weekend to fly to New York and see that. And it put a lot of things in perspective about who I, and I'm, I wasn't young. Like I was 35, 36 years old. Uh, and I think it really taught me, made me reflect on how I treat people um, how I treated my students. Cause you know, now if I bump into an old student from 10 years, the first thing I want to say is like, sorry for being that cocky, arrogant prick. And mm-hmm. cause I know I probably was, but I think that was, that was my biggest failure. I think is not treating people the way I think people now should be treated, whether that's immaturity or just whatever. And that's set me up now because to the best of my ability, cause nobody's perfect. I really just try and give people the benefit of the doubt and try and be a little bit more patient with people and, I don't know. I just, I think that's like a, I don't know if that's an actual failure, but I failed at, I failed at treating people kindly when I was a kid. Definitely. I like that. And I'm glad you brought that up because that is something I think not a lot of people talk about is the power of like being just like a good, nice guy. It's just easier. It really is easier. And I, the the end of my YouTube videos, like that's really like something that I, my dad instilled, mm -hmm. you know, work hard, stay positive, be kind to people. And, like I said, I always thought that I had to have this reputation of like, but then I'm like, nobody liked that. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody, I look back, like nobody liked that. I see people now and they just look at me like, oh, what are you going to say now? You know, you but, know, you hear that saying, nice guys finish last. I don't necessarily believe that, you no. know, man. Like I, I, I think there's a time and point where like the like pot, the, what's the word I'm looking for? The aggressive person has to come out in certain yeah. areas. I definitely believe that. But overall, and I'll be honest with you guys, like I really probably do need to work more on being more of like a nicer person because I'm like an extrovert type guy. You know, I love being around people and everything, but sometimes I get quick to like getting annoyed. I don't know. It's kind we of weird. Do. I mean, it's human yeah, nature and yeah. I'm not saying like I'm Gandhi. Right. But you're definitely not Gandhi. And there's people <laughs> and there's people that are close to me like recently that are like, you still say some pretty inappropriate things sometimes. Yeah. But the people that have known me forever and really, and that's another thing too, like how you handle heat and stuff on the internet or, you know, there's the people that know who I am and know the, the things that I've done. Yeah. Like that failure. And then yeah, fall, falling out of school a few times and keep going back. That's probably my most favorite one because I, I you, I really believe you have to be good at failing to be mm-hmm. good in life. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's how you learn yeah. is failure. And that's also, I think why a lot of people don't do th- do things. We were just talking about this today before we came down here. A lot of people don't start stuff because they're afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. 
guys, you're going to fail so much in life. Why not fail at doing something you you like at least? Yeah. That way it's going to motivate you to try something else. So that's a big one too. Definitely. I'm glad you brought that up. Now, my answer, I had to think about this one for a little bit because yeah. I wasn't really quite sure how I would go I think about in your this. episode, I was like, the third answer is always the best. Yeah. Like, that's gonna, so true. Yeah. So true. So mine is patience. And this is something I'm still working on. I am, guys, if like my wife, if she's listening right now, she's, yes, she's like shaking her head. I am the most impatient person you'll probably ever meet. Brad, you noticed it probably at the bank the other day. I just get very, and if I'm hungry, oh my gosh, that's like the worst. Two I saw a hangry, I yeah. saw a hangry JJ. It just, I don't know, like that's something I really do need to work on. And, and I think I have gotten better. I have, I know I've gotten better with it, but like that has caused me to one, make quick decisions that have turned into failures that mm-hmm. should, I, that have clearly could have been avoided. Um, it's made me say and do things to people that I take, wish I could take back because right. I'm just impatient and not thinking clearly. And that's something that I really have, I think, focused on as I became more mature and older, even though I still deal with it every day, being impatient. But uh, I also think that that has helped me become successful because when I get my mind set on something, and I think you're kind of the same way, when we get our head set on something, right. it's nonstop, 100% dedicated to that until that is done. Yeah. And that's, I think, also is kind of that entrepreneur or like just overall want to be successful type personality that we both have. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners have too, is just, I think that's that failure personality trait of mine has also been a very big reason why I have become kind of successful over the past few years. Yeah. Patience is tough. It's very tough. I think self-reflection is so awesome. I'll give a quick example. Like I hate when like parties are loud, but I host loud parties, which I never Mm -hmm. realized. Mm -hmm. So like last night we were getting ready to go to bed and like the neighbor, a couple houses down, like they were having a bonfire outside spring day. It's like 10, it was only like 1030. (laughs) And like, initially I was like, these mother effers, like, do they know? And then like, I just sat down and was like, Brad, You've you host bonfires in the middle of your street <laughs> on a Tuesday, and you stay out there all. But yeah, patience, dude. Yep, it's a big one. It's it's something I got to work on, but something that's also <laughs> helped me big time. So, third question here, we're moving right along. Do you have a morning routine? If so, what does it look like? I have a, I have a morning routine. I th- and I think that's, but it's not like sexy and like it's not like something to write a book about. But I think it's more realistic and there's things that I incorporate pretty much when you have two kids and and you have a nine to five, your, your mornings are going to be, you know, pretty standard. And my wife and I, we both have our roles and it's kind of funny how things move in the morning, like clockwork. But I would say like my nine, so my regular day is same, get up, shower, use the restroom, get the kids dressed and get them out. I'm more, am a night owl type of person. So things that most would do some people might do in the morning that I like to do in the evenings. I try and, you know, incorporate some sort of cardiovascular exercise. Mm-hmm. I used to be like a barbell guy and now I'm just like at 39, I'm like Hop let's on the bike. let's just elevate my heart rate for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I most re- I recently got into the meditation thing, not as like a I guess it's so cliche. And I, I think I fought off meditation and yoga for so long because I didn't want to like fall into one mm-hmm. of those meditation. And then like, then you realize too, with like listening to people and understanding other people, you realize like, wow, well, if there's this many people doing it, 
maybe there's some benefit. So I, I'm not a good sleeper. I still haven't drank the Kool-Aid on that. Uh, I need to try it. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm st- I was never a good sleeper. I'm a toss and turn. I'm a night owl kind of guy. And I put on 10 minute meditations now regularly hmm. and I've, I never make it to the end. Like wow. I, I put my pods in and I just, while you're laying in bed. Yeah. Huh. And I just have my phone because I keep my phone pretty far from me, but it's on the other side of the room. And yeah, like when the meditation's over, it just shuts my phone off. And I wake up in the morning, my earbuds or whatever, yeah. AirPods are everywhere. But uh, my routine things that I think that I, I've, I've started to do more than I've ever done before is like that taking care of myself on a more realistic, like long-term cardiovascular. It's, I could be really strong, but I'd rather like build that cardio as I get older, stretching, meditation, like just personal just health. Healthy. Personal health, yeah. Losing both my parents has made me, I'm getting like older. So I, I try and reflect a lot more on that. But yeah, my mornings, probably the same as I'm a coffee drinker. But So do you think having a morning routine is helpful or no? Do you think it's not that important? Because you see all these videos on YouTube and yeah. all this stuff about my morning routine. Wake up at 5.30, you jump in the ice bath. And then the ice bath, you read 70, pages of a nonfiction. Like, <laughs> some of the stuff I'm watching, I'm like, there's no way you do that every single morning. I would say that, like, structure is very, very important. My wife and I, we get up at the same time, whether we're on vacation. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. And, and focusing on how many hours of sleep you get. Kind of, I learned this with intermittent fasting. Like it's not about when you go to bed and when you get up. It's about how long you were asleep for. It's true. So I more try and focus on the structure of making sure I get like eight to ten, and whether that means going to bed earlier. I'm, my wife and I are known amongst our friends for going to bed very very early, but we have kids. We're up very early. Yep. And I think that's more having a structure. It doesn't matter what you do during your day because, like you said, things are going to change. Yeah. Uh, but I think. People that I've talked to, like, you know, if you're a night owl, some people are just not morning people mm-hmm. like that 530. That's what works for you. But I know people on, I've talked to people that they're like 430 AM to 630 AM is really 1030 at night to midnight. And that's kind of like, I, I get all my kids down and I hustle hard from 8 PM to midnight, but then I know that I have to sleep or I know how much sleep I'm going to get. Yeah. I don't really have a morning routine. Like I hear both story, like both sides. I hear some people say, you know, having that morning routine is going to set you up for success for the day. But I sometimes the kind of person where a routine sometimes gets boring. I yes. got to switch it up a little bit. You exactly. Know? Like, so it's more like what time am I waking up? Yes. Not what am what am I? What are the tasks that I'm going to complete? I'm a very very firm believer in making your bed. Yeah. Um, oh really? Yeah. I think. Uh, one of those old like you've seen him on youtube one of these navy seals he's like you want to change your life it's a small they talk about this in marine corps small task Mm -hmm. you know use that small task it's very easy you can succeed and that builds into more success and snowballs throughout the day and worse comes to worse if you have a crappy day you're getting yourself into a nice made bed so i guess that is something i do that not a lot of people like i mean that makes that make yeah that makes sense because that's one task you've already completed for the day. Immediately. Yeah, no, I like that. I don't know if I would actually follow that, <laughs> to be honest, because I know when I get up, that's the last thing I want to do, but I really do la, like la, that. La, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, yeah. do this, or what is it? Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Make the bed, but deep down, I don't know if I could do that every morning. My wife would love that if I did it every morning, but I don't know if I could pull it off. I, I should try. I really should, because bonus that is points. a good point. Bonus points for her. Yeah, no doubt. We could always use bonus points. We could always use bonus points. All right, next one. When you feel overwhelmed or unfocused or have lost your focus temporarily, what do you do? 
Exercise. I figured you'd probably say that. Yeah, there's been... There's nothing that clears my mind more than a, a long bike ride. Mm-hmm. That's like it, it right, and especially now with kids, it's it's a s- solidarity for me. If I'm not right, that and the beach will do it for me too. Um, this was more like pre kids because it's like hard to just shoot down to the beach now. But with the drive on pass, there's you know lots of times where I've just driven on, put down my tailgate, just sat on my truck and just stared out into the middle of the ocean. But usually that, that it's not great for me because usually my mind's racing when I'm unfocused with the ADHD and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And we're always trying to do eight different tasks, which is why the bike riding always helps clears my mind because there's so many things you have to focus on just while just riding a bike that I kind of like to get lost in that sort of thing. So exercise, it's yeah, it's really important to me. It also helps you physically too. You know, it's not just to help you with the old overwhelming and whatnot, but yeah. also it's helping your, your physical self, which I, I think that's a good answer. Yeah. So mine, my dad's going to come out a little bit, not my dad, dad, but my, me being a dad will come out with this one. But dude, <clears throat> there's something about this that I look forward to. I don't necessarily like look forward to doing the actual thing, which I'll say here in a second. I think I know what it is. What is it? Cutting the grass. Dude, you nailed it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I know. It. It's cutting the grass. <laughs> it's so... Dude, and like, I have a zero turn riding, so I'm not like pushing them or anything. I, I usually either have a beer, I got my mu- headphones on, I got, a, I got music or a podcast playing, and that is my time to just like unwind from the world. I literally have the best thoughts when I'm cutting grass, man. Like, that's what I hate about wintertime. I don't have that outlet. I don't have that outlet just to like get away for like... 30, 40 minutes and just think about life. See, that's and- like not unfocused for me. That's more like I need, because I'll do the same. I'll vacuum my pool for like an hour. <laughs> just, just thinking. I'll just be out there like. So let me ask you this, because I'm always curious about this when I hear this from other people. What are some of the things you're thinking about when you are doing that? Because I kind of, I I'll, like, I'll be first, I'll, I'll say this. When I am out there cutting grass, I think of hundreds of different things. Okay. But there's probably like, a top two or top three topics that come up in my head. And I never really actually thought about this, except now that I'm sitting here talking to you. There's like a, a, a resemblance of these things that keep coming up over and over when I'm out there cutting that grass. Right. What, what are they for? Do you have them? You know, I mean, yeah, I think whenever I'm trying to calm my brain. So usually when I'm really stressed out or not focused, I have a lot of things quote on my plate and I feel like I'm getting overwhelmed. So prioritizing tasks is something that I'm thinking about that calms me down. Okay. Making mental lists. What is the most... Im- yes, Brad, you have 10 things to do today, but what could maybe make it to tomorrow? Like, mm-hmm. What needs to be done immediately and what things could be you know, that are on your plate and you can push them? And that's helped me so much where I was, I was putting certain things and prioritizing things that really weren't important to me and neglecting things that should have been. So the... That's usually the first thing. Okay. This one kind of goes in with that. Like, all right, how can I make my wife happy today? And, you know, how can we still, like, how can we have, a, like, a fun day together? Because mm-hmm. that's, we're married and we're number ones. I th- Those two things, obviously, I keep my kids happy. But I always think, let's prioritize all the tasks. 
how am I going to put Tara high up in that priority list? Because she also knows it, like work, this things I have mm-hmm. to do. And then I think, you know, what is going to be my next set of tasks? When I'm done with this, let's start building, let's start building a couple pieces out. Let's start building a couple moves out. And, um, and then I think last is just like appreciating things. So it sounds super cliche and emo, but when I'm vacuuming the pool and it's super quiet and it's a summer day and it's a Tuesday morning and I realize I have a really good job, I'm off on the summers, the sun is shining, I'm healthy, uh, my pool is pretty clean. Like, the, You're happy to be living, man. Yeah, that, that appreciation. Prioritize tasks, put Tara high up on that list and be grateful for the things that I get to do and that, that quiet peace of moment that I have. That's good. So I think mine really are, my, my, my number one is what it's always what I go to is like, what's my next big win? Mm-hmm. What, what's my next big goal I'm going to hit and how am I going to get there? Like what's the fastest way I can do this? Now, that's a motivational piece almost. It is. And that's that's what makes my, you know, that's what makes me, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? I do this all the time. I lose my my work. What makes your clock tick? That's that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. I mean, that's what gets me going, man. Like that's what gets me pumped, and that's what gets me, you know, excited to to live and to you know be doing what I'm doing. So it's probably that one's number one, and then I would say like second, third. These are kind of like tied. Would just be like like what you, you said, just appreciating. But I also like I talk to God a lot mm-hmm. when I'm out there by myself. So like just thanking him for what he's done for me and my family and like giving me the life that I've had the chance to live already at, at such a young age. I feel very blessed to be able to do that. And then it's also just uh thinking about like my family and dude, like literally like that's the that's the one thing on this earth that I live for. Like that's it. Like and, and yeah, I know we got listeners out here who don't have a family yet. Like they are in a family, but they're not married. Don't have kids. Right, like, right. I'm serious. Hold like, on to that. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, no doubt, man. No doubt. Like, the, there's fun days in college and like the single days and stuff. Don't get me wrong. But man, I think I saw a tweet. I forget what it was. It was like men in their 20s don't understand how amazing their 30s are. And I'm just now getting to that. Like, I told you that when you. Yeah, it. that's yeah. right, dude. Like, it's I'm feeling it, and I felt it, you know, in my early late 20s. But now I'm like. This really makes me appreciate life, man. It's unreal what can be done and what can happen and, and, and the things you get to look forward to, the excitement on your kid's face when you tell them you're going to the park. Like something so small that lights up your kid, like it makes you really appreciate. And I'm like, man, I need to enjoy this stuff more. I need to, because mm-hmm. these are the memories that I'm going to remember. And I, I always say this on this podcast, I feel like, but like when you're on your deathbed, you're not going to remember that fancy new car you bought yeah. back 20 years ago. You know, you're not going to remember the, which I'm looking for a Traeger right now, so I'm thinking about this, but like the new fancy Traeger grill, you, you know, like it's the stuff, maybe it's the memories of, of smoking the meat with the family, and you know, outside <laughs> drinking the beers or whatever. But Smoking the meat. That's right, man. But no, it's, I don't know. It's just one of those things where- When we were having a beer yesterday, I was like- Yo, how sick is it when you pull up to daycare and the kid sees uh, you inside and runs out the door the at best, daycare? Man. It's the best. All right. If you were handed $250,000 right now, I plop it on the table. Here you go, Brad. Here's a quarter of a million dollars. What are you going to do with it? Uh, you can have like you can have responsible answers because this is a money podcast, but you can have fun answers too. No, I want to hear both. I'm probably and it was just given to me like a gift. And you can't I'm I'm coming over this. You can't invest it. You can't invest the money. So what are you doing with it? 
That, let's make this a little bit more. Maybe uh, that hold, makes hold it easier up. for me. Oh, does it? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's do this. Let's do like what would you invest it in, and then what would you do if you didn't couldn't invest it? And I'm in my current state. Like this is happening to me tomorrow. Everything is like. What do you mean? Yeah, like my life is still the same. Yeah, dude, I literally just plopped a quarter million dollars right in front of your face. What are you doing with it tomorrow? All right, I'm going to pay off my brother's student loans. Okay. Which is probably, we'll call it 75. Okay. I would, I'm going to do that first and maybe get some interest back. I don't know, but I would make, <laughs> yeah, there you go. I would make some sort of position. I would put probably 100000 just in the bank liquid okay. and know that it was going to be a hard push to find a real estate. Like that's going to be a down payment on the house and then call the other 100. It would pro- the other hundred would go into the stock market, and seventy five percent of that is going to go into VTSAX. Okay, and the other twelve twenty five or the other twenty twenty five percent is just going to go into individual stocks, a mix of dividend growth, like kind of what I would. I would just take my usual automatic investments and yeah, multiply it by a lot. But okay. I think it's important. Uh, Actually, I got to take a little bit back because I was just about to say something and I'm like, well, I didn't add that in. I want to give a little bit like my brother. I want to take a little bit too. So I probably would go. Well, no, that's so let's say this. That's your questions for like investing. You know? Yeah. But like, no, I I would put if I had the 250, I'd probably I'd probably go on a $50,000 vacation. Oh, wow. Where would you go for 50K or multiple vacations? No, it would be it would be like a Europe trip. Oh, okay. It would be like I'm off nine weeks in the summer. It would be like a, it would be a nine week, very nice Europe trip. Yes, with N- the kids, seeing every like the only trip I'd ever need. Yeah, that's probably it. So that I like that one. Yeah, maybe a little less into VTSAX. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I would I would give. So I've always worked with charities and things like yeah. that. I, I I like giving when I can, and I also believe that sometimes you can only give time, but. Yeah, I would give a little. I would definitely take a little, but I'd invest most of it. And uh, I mean, I want a real estate property. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get one, bud. I don't. I think there's people downplay holding a little bit of liquid cash. I like being cash heavy. I do too, especially in the state we're in right now. Mm-hmm. Everything, dude, is so overvalued. Yeah. Everything is. So that's something. I well, we actually have a pretty big cash position right now ourselves. One. Because you and I are looking for the property, and I want to have—I think we need an episode on that. We haven't really like ever really dove into your and I's plan. Yeah, what 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 does average money like mean to us on the business side? Yes, okay, I think that'd be a good one. You're here all weekend. Knock it out. (laughs) You're here all weekend. So, um, and we've had questions on it come out about how we're setting our real estate stuff up. So that'd be something good to talk about Mm -hmm. too. Real quick to answer, I would probably just buy all real estate with it. I would just invest it all in real estate. Honestly, I'd probably wait for a little bit and to see if we do have some sort of like a turn down because yeah. these are at all time high market. Real estate prices are insane right now. <laughs> so I'd probably just sit on it in cash. I'd probably pay off my one, which people are gonna be like, why would you do this? I'd probably pay off my one rental and then buy cash another one. Mm-hmm. A lot of people would say like, go buy like three or four properties, which I agree with. I think that's great. But man, it's just not like having this mortgage paid off and like knowing I could have made a lot more money in the market. I don't care, dude. Like, it's starting to sink in that you've paid it. It's you're starting to get it. The the whole mortgage oh, thing, dude. It feels. Was it? It's been like probably what three months. Yeah, you're really starting. Oh, to f- for sure. And I can tell definitely. Yeah, you haven't made three mortgage payments. It's like three thousand dollars back in my pocket. 
It's nuts, dude. Again, I could have made more if it was in the market, but I don't care. Because I wouldn't have had this feeling I have right now and that I have every morning. No, I'm like, oh, this is a paid off. Dude, I was literally when we had that like barbecue out on the Monday, whatever, for lunchtime. We were out there barbecuing and I literally sat down and I told Lindsay, I was like, babe, this food tastes a little different. You know, the, this, the sun on my skin feels a little different in this backyard because this is our backyard. <laughs> the bank don't own this anymore. I do. So... Oh man, it's it's a it's a cool feeling. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'd probably just invest all mine in real estate, and then fun stuff would just be mostly just it'd be all probably travel. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Kid loves Hawaii. Can't wait, man. <laughs> what would be your perfect day? Plan it out from waking up to bedtime. I'm curious on this one because I I mean I have no idea what you would say. Uh, my perfect day. Okay, so I wake up. I have a pretty good breakfast, coffee, probably like outside in the sun, maybe on the deck. Um, but not like a super hot day, mm-hmm. like a, like maybe a hoodie and some jeans, like maybe like what we think of like a fall day, yeah. but now I'm like in spring mood. Um, I would take the kids to like the park or something like that, or even the beach and do something during the day, like pre nap time during nap time. I would get anything that I need to accomplish done. I, I have something to do every single day. I always have work to do. So it's like, even when I'm on vacation, I would never be able to go from being awake uh, to going to sleep without having to do work. And you're like, well, pick your perfect day. I like working. Hey, you enjoy yeah. it. I get it. So like a part of my perfect day would be accomplishing work tasks, whether it's a little bit of editing or returning emails or something like that. So I would definitely want some work to do. At about three o'clock, I would have my wife drop my kids and my in-laws while she was doing that, I would go out for maybe a two to three hour bike ride. Like I said, nice cool weather, not cold on the bike, but just like that perfect day on the bike, get back like 5.30, take my wife out to happy hour, have very nice drinks. We are drinkers. Maybe like a little bit of wine, a little bit of good dinner, um, come home, yada, 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 repeat. That's, I mean, I Mine's not too much different. <laughs> I mean, it's the typical just like, you know, it's it's crazy when you think about this too because you you could say like, oh, I want to wake up in a mansion in Greece and I want to have my foot rubbed. and I'll, But that's not like- My perfect day would be here. Yeah. Oh, for sure, man. I'm also very routine oriented and like I'm not a fan of travel. Like I, I am a creature of habit and I don't like, like sometimes those first couple of days of vacation stress me out. Yeah. And no, I think a lot of my friends would be like, your perfect day, you like. I need my kids to be there at least. I don't want them there in the night because mm-hmm. I like to go after it at night. Yeah. That's okay. We got rid of them tonight. Yeah, well, but, some fun tonight. But we had um, but we had them like I said all morning, and that's when they're in the best mood. And yeah, okay, no, that was good. That's like I said, that's kind of how mine is. Mine would just be wake up. But you're right. I didn't like think to be somewhere. I didn't even. But that's funny though because I that's did what not our... even consider being somewhere yeah, else. That's how mine is. I set the ambiance. Like I didn't even think. Mm-mm. Good, for, good on me for yeah. yeah cuz but that's what we that's what we appreciate man like yeah. no maybe if it was like single JJ and single Brad they probably have definitely different uh perfect days but like right now man it, it mine's pretty much the same wake up I'd have a home cooking breakfast the whole nine like biscuits and gravy fried taters like the whole nine yards fried bacon just everything eat that with the kiddos and the wife and then one thing I really enjoy is a a family like barbecue. 
I love when the family can come over. Do y'all call them darties there? We call them darties. Never Have you ever heard, heard of that? A darty? No. A day party? Nope. You never like, mm-hmm. like a bar. Like we have barbecues, but like a lot. Like and mostly kids. I'm like trying to like be that old dude that's like trying to use a cool hip word. Oh, okay. But uh, no, never heard of that. Huge. Like you know, day drinking. Yeah. But like sometimes you're not always cooking. Sometimes you're just at the beach. All right. Yeah, you're having a darty. Okay. What's your biggest fear? Dying early, which is ridiculous because you really, you, I mean, you can control it, but in the risk of like possibly emotionally breaking down, mm-hmm. knowing that what the things that my parents didn't get to see, that's my biggest fear. So can I say mine? Because yeah. I think you'll, I think when I say mine, you'll probably be like, oh, well, because I was thinking that when I f- first, but I've always had this fear of mine and that is my wife or my kids dying before me that's my biggest fear. I'm like, obviously my, my biggest fear is dying early as well. Like dude, like when I'm working out, one of my motivations, I actually heard this on a podcast. If you guys are still listening, take this in for a second. There's times I don't want to work out. Mm-hmm. There's times that I am during a workout. I'm like, I'm just going to stop this one. Like I'm not feeling it today, but I listened to a podcast. It was like, a, or it's actually a motivational video. One time I listened to it every now and then when I'm feeling down, Mm-hmm. And it was a it was a dad on there, and he was like giving his motivational speech. And he said he went to the doctor one day, and the doctor took his blood work, and like he was kind of feeling a little bad. And the doctor came in, and he goes, you know, I don't know what his name was Adam. Let's call him Adam. I don't know. Hey Adam, if you keep doing what you're doing, and you're not working out, and you're eating like shit, he goes, you will not be able to walk your daughter down the aisle. That's why I went vegan. Yeah, I got the same talk from a doctor. Yeah dude that stuck with me man like that hit home because like i'm i've i've been making a little bit of a change now but like you know i'm just a couple months ago like dude i was we were both talking about it we were overweight and like now i sound like the selfish asshole but i'll give i'll give you the reasons why i think in my mind and just by the same token how a minute ago i didn't think my perfect day would be somewhere else i i really i put my wife and my kids in like a state of invincibility as long as I'm there to protect them. Okay. So I don't fear, I don't fear like what could happen to them necessarily because I just want to believe that as long as I can protect them, that they are same as I tell Avery, like what are monsters the most afraid of Avery? And Mm -hmm. she's like, daddies. So it's like things like that. But yeah, dude, I mean, I, Dad's, what are you, a sick, sour guy? Yeah. Dad's sick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But oh, I mean, uh, I also feel like, yeah, my fear of dying is that fear of taking away that invincibility from them and making them vulnerable. I know they'd be fine. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think fear, I'm not worried about my kids. My okay. kids My kids would be okay. I think what I am worried about too is having the same fate as my parents. And that's really the only, I'm not afraid of dying. Not afraid of dying. I'm I'm afraid. I'm afraid of dying before my term life insurance is up. I don't think I've ever asked you this, Brad. And I don't, well, yeah, I guess you're, you're Catholic, right? Yes. So you believe in God and stuff. Uh, yes. Okay. So like, do you think that helped like that dude? I'm telling you right now, my faith is, I wouldn't say that I'm like, I'm on the lower spectrum of like belief. I I believe more in the like the spirituality. I, I've made Holy Communion. I, I've made my confirmation. I was married in the Catholic Church. Okay. Like I said, I, I I have a lot of love for 
that belief, but I, uh, I take a lot of the thing, be kind to other people, yeah, you know, yeah. and I use that, but I'd be a poser if I said like, I'm super religious. Okay. I did not think about religion too much when my parents were sick or going to pass away. Okay. Um, they, their funerals were not in churches. Like we were kind of like a go to church on Easter and Christmas kind of family, but no, I, I, I don't think that, that really, I'm very good at like just being like, it is what it is. Yeah. No, that's fine. I mean, that's, I was just curious. Cause like, that's something that really helps me with like not being afraid of death myself is because I know, in my beliefs, I know where I'm going. I right. know my maker. Like that's one thing that I think really does help me out is my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I also really need to work on is my faith. I want to get stronger in that as well. So where do you hope to be in five to 10 years? This is my favorite question to ask anyone. I like to be, I like to be retired from my W2 job okay. so that I could walk my kids to school every day. It's a major, major life goal that I've talked about many times on the podcast. And your dad did that. That's yeah. one of the big things. He walked me to school every yeah. single day. And when he was at the end, he said, you know, one of the crappiest things about all this is I couldn't wait to walk my grandkids to school. And I said, mm-hmm. no, I'm going to do that for you. I'll mm-hmm. take care of that. I want that. I want to be a better version of myself. I think I've seen Matthew McConaughey. He's like, somebody asked him like who his hero was. And his, he said, my hero is me in 10 years. And then 10 years later, and he, he always strived to be the better form of himself. And he always saw his hero as being himself, but never could achieve it. It was always 10 years out. It was, it was unattainable, but he, what he said, it always gave him somebody to shoot for some, something to take in. So I bettering myself, you know, walking my kids to school is super important to me and just continuing to build and educate and get, get smarter about things and maybe more patient. And yeah, I did. I think where I see myself is in five years, simple answer. I I just see a better version of my current self. Okay. I like it. I would want, I want to be financially independent Mm -hmm. and I want to, so that way I'm not worrying about money Mm -hmm. and I want to work whenever I want to work. Right. Lindsay and I talk about it's funny, man. You'll be 35. Oh, man. I hope I make it. 35, 35 is like, yeah, like I didn't even have kids yet when I was 35. I hope I make it. <laughs> I'm going to try hard. <laughs> You're going to help me get there. <laughs> but no, seriously, man, I want to be financially independent. And Lindsay and I do talk about like how cool it would be, you know, like kids go to school. It's a Tuesday afternoon. And let's say her and I want to go grab a, a dinner somewhere and we can do that. Like yeah. that's like the ultimate dream to me, man. Like working when I want to work, that's what I want to do. And I want to be clear because I know where you're coming from. But if people are listening and maybe new to the journey, it's like, it's not so you can like flex on your money. It's like you want to reap the rewards of the work that you're putting in. Now. So true. Like your, your five-year plan is not to like have all this money. And, and have, I can't flex on my money because like, my house and stuff I live in is not nothing to flex on. No, you know? but I mean, you're more saying to me, I or what I hear more is, you want to work whenever you want to work because that's a goal that you're working towards, mm-hmm. so that you can reallocate your time, which is way more valuable than money, to things that are more important to you, so higher true. on your priority list. Yep, so true, man. I think this has been an awesome episode. Let us let us know, guys, if yeah, you enjoy these. Yeah, I, I like. We're just having. We're sh- we we've even said we we spend so much time like planning out episodes, like what money top. Like we can just sit down and shoot the ish every once in a while. We're not even drinking. It's early no, in the I, yeah, no doubt, man. <laughs> and, and like I get value from these types of episodes on other podcasts that I listen to, or like other videos, mm-hmm. where like 
the guys are just talking or whatever. Yeah. That's when I feel, sometimes I feel like I get my largest value is just hearing however the people do stuff. We can kind of tease May. In May, all of our Monday episodes are going to be random people off the street that are kind of doing all the things that, you know, people think that just influencers do or just people on Instagram, TikTok. So we have a couple awesome co-hosts coming up in May that you'll probably never meet. You'll probably never see and- they're doing big things with money. Exactly. That's what I'm so excited for. Yeah. yeah it's going to be nice to uh, to hear like the average dude and how they're killing it with money. Yeah. That That's the whole point of this podcast. Exactly. It's going to be a good month. Yeah. All right. Which reality TV show would you be best on? This one, if you asked me this, I would know like that. I have one that came to mind immediately, but I am kind of, I, I probably should have just went first thing. I would be really, really good at The Amazing Race. That's a good one. I like that one. And I feel like you would because you are like, you are the planner, the I got this. Hold up, because this is what's- I'm a swindler too. Like if I need something yes, to happen, I yes. can, I find a back door. I so can. true. I will say this about you also. If something has to get done, and this is, this is really hard for me to say this because I have a lot of people in my life that <clears throat> I would trust myself over someone, anyone else to do a top to task. Right. I think you are the, besides my <laughs> wife, besides my wife, you are the first person that I think I trust 100%. If I said, hey, Brad, I need this to get done. Yeah, I'll get it done. Hands down. I'll get it done. I think Amazing Race is a perfect one for you to pick. Yeah, that's 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 a really good one. I mean, I, I would like to think like I could be on Jeopardy, but I'm not that smart. Yeah. Uh, fear Factor, I can't eat weird things. I yeah, no, I can't do that. And like any like physical, like I'm thinking about all the bad TV shows I watch, like Real World, Road Rules, The Challenge. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. I'm definitely not America's Got Talent. I can like juggle barely. But I, I remember always watching, and like I couldn't do Survivor because I like to poop. That's in the mine. To- like Survivor's to- mine. I like to poop in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Yeah. And then maybe I wouldn't get that in The Amazing Race. But I remember as a kid watching The Amazing Race and being like, man, I'd be dope at this show. Mm-hmm. Survivor's mine, man. I, that's one of my favorite all-time reality shows. I've been watching that since I've been like See, third, third grade. I feel like it's the one I might want to do the most, but like the whole eating weird things yeah. and like, yeah, I want to be like, I make fire, mm-hmm. you know? like Look what I have created! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but no, the first night I'm like sleeping in the sand and it's like buggy. I'm like, I'm out. Yeah. I quit. Yeah. I do not survive. Put put your little thing over my little flame. Fin is, <laughs> fin's out of here. Yeah. Get me on a plane and I need to go home. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Okay. I wanted to throw this one in here because it's kind of like a money fun one. Okay. Um, and I'm curious. This was the one that I said, like, I bet there's an answer because it's only a, a, like a 50-50 answer. There's only one way you can answer Two ways you can answer it. Okay. Single Brad, single JJ probably answer this differently. Well, let's, let's see. You get to spin a roulette wheel where if you land on red, you get five years in jail. But if you land on black, you get $100 million. Do you take the spin? No, I wouldn't. Single, single or not, I wouldn't take the spin. So explain why. I've been to jail. <laughs> yes, have you? Oh, I, I, I think I knew that. I think I, I knew that. I've been to jail. <laughs> and I'm never going back. Once or twice. Three times a lady. And I'm never going back. Yeah. You heard it here, folks. First on the Average Money Podcast. And I was in like, I was in one of those like cush jails too. Yeah. Just, just for the night. Just for the night. 
but I'm never going back. Yeah. And I think too, even all jokes aside, like even if I hadn't been to jail, like he like, still wouldn't. Yeah, I got put in a drunk tank overnight. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, I didn't kill anybody right, right. yet. Uh, I, I mean, want to see the face tat coming. up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but I think I, when I think about jail, I think about losing freedoms and the ability to control your own life. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, would you say hundred mil? Mm-hmm. You're right, because like maybe if I'm 18, I'd suck it up. But no, I don't even think I would. But, but so because I know I don't need, I don't need a hundred mil to to right. live. Right. So like that's an absorb. Like I would more be tempted by just like a milli. Mm-hmm. Like that would be more relatable to me. But I I don't think I would pay any money, especially now that I'm older. Like no brainer. Yeah. I don't think there's an amount of money that you could pay me to take away my freedoms. So true, and that's what I wanted to get. The point I want to make here is like time is our most valuable asset. Yeah. There's no way I'm taking any amount of money. Think about that. Five well, I know years of your life. I'll tell you this though, JJ. There's people that might be listening that have done jail time. Like five years, I knocked that yeah, out. Yeah, I got that. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, five years, 100 million. But for me, that too. And like, I don't think I would do well in jail. I'm not like a jail guy. I don't know if I'm a jail guy. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I just, no, I don't want to. It's more about the freedoms. Yeah. I, I don't want to. If you, if you came to me and want to take away any of my freedoms, there's current situations going on right now that are trying to restrict some of our freedoms. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I just hate that. I want to be in, I want to be in full control of of my destiny. What would Brad be? What kind of jail guy would Brad be? I'm trying to pick like I'd be like I know I'll be Squirrel Master. Have you I, ever seen Half Big? Yeah, I'd be Squirrel Master. <laughs> I think I would just be like I try to like coach through and like not really like make a scene i would not really talk to too many people with your sleeve tattoos and your big beard yeah i know right uh, oh, dude you'd be you'd be a pretty boy in jail oh jesus here we they, go they have you when you showed oh, up oh my god it's pretty blue eyes you look at those eyes who's <laughs> <laughs> just about to say Who's this fresh meat coming in here baby all right we gotta get out of here <laughs> yeah uh yeah. oh no that One was more. it that was it that, that was, was it? it yep that was good we got it yeah that was that is we have to do more i'm just like shooting the ish mm-hmm I like them. We should maybe have like, well, we have asked them for questions that we can answer too, like a little Q and A. We usually do that when we do live streams. So get on the YouTube channel and try and find the live streams. And we got a day of recording ahead of us. We're going to be getting a ton of content out. And guys, thank you so much, JJ. You have anything else before we get out of here? No, but I am looking forward to that May, those May yeah. episodes. They're, I'm excited to interview the typical average you know person out there who's yeah. trying to get their way to to work their way to fi and we got a guy coming up that we're actually talking to today that he just has your typical nine to five job and him and his wife just crossed the million dollar mark so it'll be exciting to hear his story and kind of how he him and his, him and his wife were able to do the things that they did and i always love these on other podcasts yeah is hearing like the random person i know nothing about because I can connect with them better because I'm in their shoes. Now I'm like the whole like YouTuber type guy, which I still feels weird saying that. But I, when I was listening to podcasts before, like pre YouTube days, I always connected with the people that like I knew were like in my shoes. And I also felt like, oh, well, this guy's a regular good old boy and he did this. Why can't I? Exactly. It's very motivating and exciting. Yeah, no, it's definitely motivating. And I, I like going back and like remembering being a little nostalgic too like the beginnings and mm-hmm. cause I appreciate when I was paying off debt and, and that hustle. And it's also going to be talked. It's going to be great to talk to people that are also doing much better than me with money. Cause we're trying to line some of those people up too. Like we're, we are just average people and you know, 
Guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, until I see you guys in the next one, take care.